and welcome back to another episode of the Change Officer Podcast special series here at Step Conference and this time with me, Jeremy, the founder of Yellow Door Energy. Hi, great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming and taking the time. I know it's been a long day. Uh, we are at the very end, so we're going to put uh, last, you know, uh, items of our power to, to, to pull this off. Um, but the topic is exciting, more relevant than ever. What you are doing uh, is phenomenal. Uh, this whole space of renewable energy is most likely the next big thing, uh, if it's not already. So um, I wanted to, to kind of chat about the industry and some of your predictions of what is going to happen in the near future. But before we, 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 we jump into all of that, what was your, like when uh, it was 2016, right? When you started Yellow Door Energy? July 15th, yeah. July 15th, okay, you know the day. So it, it, it's <laughs> July, July 19, uh, 2015, July 20th. What was the time? <laughs> <laughs> but what, what was the, the driving or the motive to say, okay, it's time, I'm starting my company, I'm going for it? You know, I think the, what motivated me to start the business and, and the opportunities you see today are, are a little different, right? Over time, things diverge, things change, things evolve. But in 2015, the motivation was that um, I had, I'd been in energy, I'd been in clean tech for, for, for years, and it was dominated by these large incumbent utilities. They were dinosaurs, they were moving so slowly. And the opportunity in 2015 was to leapfrog those utilities and provide energy directly to businesses. Forget the utility, forget the transmission lines, the distribution lines, all those, all those things that we see when we're driving along highways. Go to the business, put the energy generation there on site, do it clean, and do it at a lower cost than what the businesses could get from the utilities. That that was the initial impetus, and that's still true today. In fact, it's it's truer than ever. The costs we can sell power to businesses from their own rooftops continues to come down. The uh, uh, quantity of energy we can produce from that same rooftop continues to go up. So year over year, that initial thesis is getting better. I think the exciting part is what is the next phase of that and what does it mean for, for you know, everyone around STEP today and, and around the world is that the cost of energy is going to go from... 30 years ago at 10 to 15 cents, dollar cents a kilowatt hour, down to near zero. Near with, zero? Within our lifetime. And what will that mean for, for us, right? What would free energy mean to, to our daily lives? Um, what would being able to decouple from that utility that you have to pay every month mean to your business, to your bottom line? If, typical business spends about 20% of its overhead on energy. What if you could just wipe that off? What would that mean to, to the productivity, the, the profitability of a business? Well, um, okay, you, you went straight into the, the topic that I wanted to discuss and that's amazing, which is a good promise for the rest of the, the episode. Let's just spend a little bit of time like most of the episodes so far that we recorded had a flavor of crypto metaverse and nfts all right not sure if we can put that in our episode but there is something that is maybe even of, of a bigger importance which is sustainability 
the topics of global warming and all of that stuff. Now, we are living in the region that is that has been relying on on everything other than clean energy <laughs> for for like a, a decent period of time. Uh, bringing in these new technologies and renewable energy, etc. What does this mean for the region, and what kind of change can we anticipate? And is this a good thing, or, or, or maybe a, a bad thing for, for for the region? You know, it, it, that's interesting. When I when I when I try to conceptualize the energy transition within the Middle East, or let's say the the Gulf. Um, I think there's there's a couple things that, that come to mind. The first is absolutely the Gulf has benefited from a, a very low cost of energy, free comes mm-hmm. out of the ground, uh, a huge um, economic um, wealth created by that energy when they sell it um, internationally, and uh, and how is that going to change as we see this energy this inevitable energy transition? I think the the first thing that, that comes to mind for me is that the cost of energy generation from solar actually is cheaper here than it is in Canada, where I'm from, you know, most other most other parts of the world, because the solar radiation is also better here. So this region is not only blessed with carbon resources, also best with blessed with solar resources. And so one of the ways that we're seeing that impacting the region is people looking at, hey, can I produce hydrogen here with my really low-cost solar resource and ship that internationally? And so can that hydrogen generation be something that supplants the carbon that comes in? Or alternatively, can I produce products here that are energy intensive, right? Can, you know, steel, aluminum, or to your other podcast you just cited, can I run data centers here? that are going to drive those in a way that is cost-effective and service other parts of the world with those, with those data centers. Because we know that all those, uh, those the, the, the future of metaverse is going to be, require a lot of energy. Absolutely. This kind of opens up a completely new, fresh perspective for many people who are living in this region. And there is one notorious question that everyone asks themselves, like, am I staying or am I leaving or what's really going to happen or is this just a fuzz or, you know, how long Dubai and UA in the region will, 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 you know, survive just pumping in money that they are making on selling fuel. But this perspective is giving you such a new way of looking at things because this whole region can actually become a hub for many industries that were not developed so far, like manufacturing. And there was a very interesting conversation that I had recently about manufacturing and a couple of different ways how you can export carbon neutrality or carbon negative products, right? Mm -hmm. And then what you guys are doing, helping actually companies and organizations manufacture based on the energy they're producing for themselves, that's really like putting such a completely different perspective on this region. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, one of the big exports that are from the region industrially is uh, is aluminum. Yeah. Right? You've got Dubal here. You've got Elba in Bahrain. I'm sure, many others. Um, Europe has recently clamped down on the import of aluminum um, in, that isn't manufactured in a green mechanism. 
Well, now they can. Right? They can meet that, and they can actually reduce their costs. It's, it's not a one, one day to the next transition, but you know, my company can go in and put in solar, and, and we can make 30%, 50% of their demand from clean energy. And, and that can make aluminum exported from Dubai more competitive than aluminum that might come from South Africa. So there is more opportunities here now because of clean energy than there were before. No, absolutely. So if we talk about the overarching team of the change officer, right, uh, which is answering on that question, what is the next change ahead? Uh, we are living through the, the change at the moment. But if you had to look not too distant in the future, a couple of years in the future, what do you think will be the next big change that will happen and open up some enormous new opportunities? Look, I think... And you're an entrepreneur, so you have that, like, you're always thinking about, okay, what's the next big thing? Like, how am I going to evolve my company to the next level? I, I think the change that's going to happen in the next couple of years, literally by 2025, in a, in a major way, is going to be the, the addition of storage to clean generation, primarily in the form of batteries. It could be other non-chemical okay. things, but primarily batteries. Why is that going to be impactful? Because today, if you run a business in, in the UAE, you can generate solar power during the daytime, maybe you can produce 30% of your load with solar. If you have storage, you can suddenly produce all the power you need for storage. day and night. Store the excess during the daytime, use it at nighttime, and that can enable you to go from you know, perhaps paying five, six dollar cents for solar during the daytime and 10, 15 cents at nighttime. Now you can produce, pay five cents day and night. That's going to be a huge transition for businesses. It's also going to be a big transition for the utilities and the governments that own those utilities um, as they try to manage this, this transition. There's also going to be a huge demand increase in electricity as we see those batteries also used in cars. And, and so we're going to have this balancing of people choosing to generate from themselves but yet there's more demand coming from vehicles. And the balance of those two is something that I'm excited to see. How's that going to play out for uh, you know, the, the utilities of the region? How far away are we from the moment where we, you know, all of our houses are covered with solar panels, we all have wind turbines, we, 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 we drive, not to mention the brand now, but like Teslas of the world, etc. How far away are we from, from, from that point? What do you think? And look, I just bought a house. I'm putting solar on it. I drive a Tesla. All right. So we're not far away. <laughs> You're completely living, <laughs> living it, yeah. Um, look, I, I think what I would uh, I'd tell you is in, in Q4 in uh, Europe, 27% of the vehicles that were sold, new vehicles sold, were electric. So Fully electric? Fully electric. Wow. Not plug-in, fully electric. Wow. So that transition's happened. Rapidly, um, yeah. Now, obviously, power uh, fuel is more expensive in Europe, so maybe that's making it happen faster than, than in the, the Middle East. But it's 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 happening, and what, the question is not not if it's when. Is it going to be is it going to be twenty three or twenty five when we see similar statistics here in Dubai, 
or maybe it's going to be 28. I don't know. But I think that transition is going to happen. I think it's going to be led by businesses. I think you're going to see the delivery companies, you know, the Amazons and the Ubers and the, and the Kareems probably leading this with fleet yeah. uh, retrofits. Yeah. Um, but that whole thing is, is happening. And there's, there's no question that if, if you have a house, you should put solar on it. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's simple. <laughs> One topic that is, you know, it can he- hear about it very often there is a lot of organizations and people who are trying to be loud and send the message and then there's a lot more people who are not really listening or not believing it the whole global warming and where the planet is heading and you know whether we are going to be instincted by in in the next 60 70 100 years if we don't change something what's your take on that how big of a threat there is out there? Like, are we really that close of, of disappearing from the surface of this planet? Look, I just came back from a ski vacation. <laughs> and I, I had the opportunity to, uh, to ski on a glacier. And when I, when I came to the end of the glacier, wasn't quite at the bottom of the hill, I had to walk out. <laughs> and as I walked out, I saw milestones along the way. Of this is where the glacier was in 2019 in 2011, 2005, and they had these milestones along the way. There is no question that, that the world is changing. Anybody who, who said otherwise has got their head in the sand. Now, how is that change going to impact us as a human species and our quality of life? Well, I like to, I like to think back to April 2020 when we went into lockdown here in Dubai, and I know, you know most of the world did. And you think about that one month and the change that we saw in the environment outside. From, from where I live, I can see the water, I can see the, the ocean here. We suddenly saw dolphins. We saw, we saw all sorts of animals swimming in the sea. So that leads me to two conclusions. One is, yes, we're having a huge change. The second is, the world is also um, uh, robust and we'll rebound, right? The world's going to be here forever. It's just whether it's going to be a place that we want to live in. Mm. And, and my motivation is to try to preserve a world that I want to live in, that my kids want to live in, that their kids want to live in. And I think that's, it's not, a, it's not the world's going to disappear. It's just we're not going to enjoy it as much. That's, that's well said. That's well said. I think it's the the right dose of sanity that that we need yellow door energy what's next for you guys uh look i think uh we've had a, a we had a really really fun last year um coming out of 2020 which was difficult for many businesses including ours 2021 was was quite good we we added we opened offices in bahrain and saudi um, we grew our presence significantly in Pakistan. Um, so what's next is, is more of that, that same growth. We're, we're probably twice as big as the next person in our sector here, and, and we're accelerating very rapidly. We're, we're moving into Egypt, South Africa, and looking at all the major um, industrial markets across the Middle East and Africa. So that growth geographically is exciting. Um, maturing markets like Dubai, Jordan, 
um, where they've been doing this for 10 years, there we're seeing product diversification. And I, I'm, a, I'm a techie, right? That's why I'm here today. It's not because I can sell solar panel to the metaverse. Um, I'm here because I love tech. And can you? <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to power some, some uh, data centers with, uh, with solar. Um, but uh, um, so we're expanding our product portfolio, right? Primarily we're solar today. We're, we've added in some car charging. We've added some energy efficiency. We're doing some waste heat recovery. We're doing hybrid energy. So those expansion of portfolios in mature markets is the other thing that I guess excites me about 20, 2022 now. <laughs> well, Jeremy, it's super exciting. I think you are in a, in a right space. Uh, but at the end of the day, as we go through every episode with a, with a different story and entrepreneur who is working on a, on a different project, it's not necessarily about the industry, it's just about what you do and loving, loving what you do and, 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 and waking up every day feeling like, you know, this is the day when I'm going to change the world. I think that's a necessary ingredient to make a big change. So, um, Jeremy, thanks for coming to The Change, officer. Um, and uh, let's stay in touch. Yeah, it was my pleasure. It was great, great chatting, and uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you. Uh, we'll catch you around, and everyone, I hope that you enjoyed uh, another great chat that we had here, and uh, we managed to bring some additional layer of clarity to this confusing world that we are living in today, and uh, inspired you to, to act on your dreams as well. Stay tuned, there is another great session coming up very soon. Take care.